0: Welcome to the Dance Coach Playbook. I'm your host, Coach GK, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeline. Today we're opening up page one. Before we get started today, we wanted to um, really reach out and extend our heart of gratitude for um, you being here, listening. Mm -hmm. Um, We're excited to to make connections with you. We have some other people we're really um, grateful for just the support in our life. Our athletes were very supportive of um, our growth and our continued um, effort towards what we're trying to build here.
1: Also alumni, people who have been through the program and continue to come back and share their love and their light. If any of you are out there, thank you for tuning in. No matter where you came from or how you came across the link, we're just so happy that you're here. And we hope that there's something that you can take away even if it's big or small, um, that can help you along your journey. We also have
0: some people in our life that we're very grateful for. Um, Adri, Pinky, I have some <laughs> friends who've really helped us out with um, some Q&A as far as what, it, what's, what it's going to take to create a podcast. So thank you, ladies, and we look forward to, um, to what
1: this means for us. Let's dive right in. So today we're gonna spend some time talking about who we are, why we're doing this, and what to expect later on in our podcast.
0: My name is Jackie Cook, and I go by Coach GK. I have been coaching for 21 years now. This is my 21st season. And I'm currently the head uh, dance team coach for Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona i have previously coached at several um, high schools in the valley and also at arizona state university where uh, which is my alma mater
1: and uh, my name is madeline suave i am coach tk's graduate assistant here at gcu i'm in my second season now with the lopes i came here from small town michigan um and yeah yeah
0: so a little reason as to why we um, are doing this Um, We are really excited about continuing to grow ourselves and we're constantly looking for ways to educate ourselves and also um, to kind of push our athletes as well as ourselves to continue growing and have been um, really focused on having a growth mindset, being open to opportunities and um, this is just one way for us to build a community of other like-minded coaches who are interested in doing the same we're also uh, interested in um, just kind of sharing out what we've learned so that if there are any coaches looking for some some new ideas or some updates on what they're currently doing or even new coaches that are looking for some um, some starting points, we would love to share that out. there's there's nothing that we can gain by holding on to secrets. Um, and it can be kind of an island as a dance team coach. we know that and so, Circling up and including people on our journey is a big part of of why we have chosen to do this and why we're excited to share this information with you. Um, Just a couple things we wanted to share with you that we anticipate talking about in each of our episodes. And we hope that this gets you as excited as it gets us. Uh, One of the things that we are really proud about in our program we're in right now uh, is how we function together as a spirit program. So alongside our cheerleaders, our student section, our pet band, our mascot, and we would love to um, kind of jump into that. What's working for us, what's worked previously, what hasn't worked previously, and how, um, if that is something that other schools are interested in, in dabbling in, that we'd just love to be able to give some of our, some of our best practices on how to make that happen. We're also a huge game day school. That's a big part of who we are at this university. We love our lopes. Um, <laughs> we are for our lopes. I think that's something that's a little bit special about us is we're never opposed to the uh, our opponents. We're always for our lopes. And that makes it kind of a special environment, we think, maybe, um, maybe compared to other environments that... Um, people who are spectators and and fans step into. And so we're excited to share a little bit about what makes that special for us. It's a big culture shift, we believe, that we've set in place. And um, we're hoping to share out a little bit more about what makes us successful in that way as well. Um, something else that we've been working through as we are sure other coaches are is how to handle the pandemic and what has worked for us is as far as virtual practices, virtual tryouts, virtual clinics. um, And then again, how to function within the parameters and protocols given to us by the university and the state uh, regarding um, how to have practices given certain guidelines and how to be successful in that and to stay positive and to stay moving forward. Our goal is to not have um, a gap year, we're really focused on, making sure that this is still a great year for our seniors, um, a spectacular experience for our rookies, and then um, really just still continuing to grow and push as a team, given our limitations at this time. We also feel like something that is special about our team is the way we handle student leadership um, on our team and what that looks like, how that has come to be over the past many years of coaching and Um, kind of the philosophy along allowing students to take lead and what those roles look like and how to support them and guide them so that when they are no longer on our team that they continue to be excellent leaders in their jobs and their families and their communities and that really is something that we can foster on our team um, we're not just a dance team we're so much more than that i feel like and so that's something that um, we've been really successful at and, and encouraging our our students to become good leaders of self and as of one another um, some other things branding is a big deal for us at GCU um, really designing even within the brand of GCU athletics we've we've been really focused the past couple of years on what it means to be a GCU dancer um, and selecting a brand for us as far as what that looks like, how we how we act inside of practice outside of practice social media um, things about our style that we say, okay, this makes us a GCU dancer. You can tell because of the way they move, um, because of the way they present themselves, um, our attire, how we treat and respect um, that responsibility. There's just a lot of pieces to that that and we'd be really excited about sharing about what branding means for us as, as a university dance team that would also work really well, I feel like for Um, high school dance teams, high school dance programs, studios, really just kind of selecting who you are moving forward. And we'd love to share out what has made, um, what's been successful for us thus far. Um, We'd also love to talk about organization. We're a busy program. Um, It is a year-long program. And so we, the one, the one way to make it through it has been to really stay on top of our, our planning, our organization, both as a season and, um, even throughout practice, how we structure and schedule our practices to be um, most effective. So that's something that we're excited to share out again also with our tryout process. I know this year might look a little different again as last year did, and we're happy to share how that worked for us. We had a really successful tryout as far as virtual goes, and if we're in the situation of needing to do that again, we feel really confident and prepared to move forward with that. So we want to share out some best practices there as well. Um, And then just kind of overall, how to develop a culture within a team, whether that's uh, within a school as a whole or within the team um, ourselves. We spend probably the first month, once we're all even together, working on developing a culture. And if you were to... Ask any of our current athletes or even our alumni what is most important to our team. They, they're they gonna say something very similar every single year because we've made that a priority in building that into who we are um, and, and showing up the way um, we say we're going to and then and holding that out through the rest of the year and continuing to check in um, and all the steps that, that takes getting into that. So it's kind of just some, some little tidbits on what to expect um, out of all of these podcasts. We are, we're hoping also to get some feedback from coaches and, um, and studio owners as well as to some things that they would like to hear some more of. And obviously we're continuing to grow. We don't have all the answers. We just have some answers and we're excited to grow alongside of you as well and learn as we go and, and share out as that happens. Um, I, think, I think we can only be as strong as the people are around us. And so to pull together and really build each other up, That's going to be huge, especially during this time Um, today. Actually, at practice, we talked a little bit about hope and what that means to persevere and to hold on to that hope. And we're hoping that we're hoping (laughs) that this podcast is a little bit of that hope um, and a way for us to connect together.
1: So GK and I have been talking about putting something like this together since this summer. um, And we've kind of been getting pushed in different from pushes from different areas in our lives to get it started. So, um, and part of the reason for that just was like, this is our, yes, this is our playbook. um, But we are life, like as lifelong learners, we're not, this isn't us saying we have, have it all figured out. Um, So part of the reason for just having this is, to create a space where, like GK was saying, like we don't have to be islands trying to figure it out on our own, and we can kind of come together and just talk about what works for us. Um, and like she said, like we would love to hear from you and things that work for you or things that you hear from us that are helpful. Um, because one thing I've learned from GK since being here is when we're told no, that's not it's not always really the only answer. Um, and and we've found that a lot of the times when we're faced with that, instead of just backing down and easing up, um, there's usually a way around it or through it. Um, and we are just really, really have been this year, especially dedicated to, to finding that way. And like like we said, just having hope that it exists and it's worth it and it's it's going to make us better in the end uh, than, than the easy way. So just a little disclaimer that we don't, we're not here because we have all the answers. Um, we're just here because we're really interested in finding them. And we just want to have some of these conversations outside of each other too and, and include all of you. And hopefully we can come up with some, some good stuff together and come out on the other side better than we went in. All right, everyone, we're coming up on my favorite part of the first episode. <laughs> I've prepared some Q&A questions so we can get to know our host a little better. So here we go. G.K., what are some pieces that you think early career coach G.K. would look to take from a resource such as this podcast?
0: Um, I think early G.K. felt like an island. I I think I thought I had to have all the answers right away, um, that I had to create everything on my own. There was a lot of recreating the wheel. And... Um, and I think that there, there was not a lot of resources available to coaches at that time. There are certainly um, many more things available nowadays um, for coaches now, which is great. However, at the time, it, it was kind of an island. And I was really relying on my experiences as being um, an athlete on a team rather than having, um, having some sort of mentorship in place or resources in place. And so... This, this podcast, I think, would have been something that uh, early GK would have really loved having accessible to herself, just even as like a, a jumping off spot, not as a be-all, end-all. It has to be done this way. It's not a recipe book. It's just a playbook full of ideas, and you mess around with it yourself. So um, I think having those um, opportunities available to me to like just kind of listen to and think about wh- who I wanted to be coming forward as a coach. I think that would have been really beneficial <laughs> to those early days. There was a lot of trial and error and there's nothing wrong with saying that that trial and error is necessary. It absolutely is. I, I feel like at all years of coaching and of all years of teaching. Um, however, there might have been a little bit more support early on. There might have been some um, some hiccups that didn't need to happen and could have started out a little bit more smoothly. Obviously, I look back and I don't regret anything. I just know that uh, a little bit more support early on would have been would have been beneficial for me and my um my my confidence
1: moving forward as, as a beginning coach. So what are some pieces that you think present day, more experienced <laughs> GK would look to take from a resource such as this podcast? Well, I, I personally
0: am excited as, as a veteran coach for us to be exploring new ideas and to really be challenging the way we've done things or the way I've done things for years um, and, and have some fresh ideas that can get a little stagnant. And I've, I've literally never <laughs> in all of my years of coaching and teaching wanted the, the following year to look like the previous year. I always want it to be bigger, better, different. And that really um, can come from being… Spurred on by other coaches who are doing a great job or have some great ideas, we we use the phrase a lot, um, stealing like an artist, because we like to look around and be inspired by what other teams and other programs are doing and and making it our own and having our own um, having our own twist and tweak on it. And I think that's something that I as a vet coach would love to just kind of be inspired by. Um, I know I personally love talking to other veteran coaches and just saying like, what works for you and um, and what doesn't work for you, and what, what and what other ideas do you are you messing around with now? What's new for you right now too that that we could um kind of get inspired together and build that community together? So, I know that something as a veteran coach. I would appreciate. Um, and I, it's, it's been something for me having Madeline with me this past year. It's been great having some fresh blood around and someone to kind of challenge my ideas and someone to bounce ideas off of. And um, I think we're kind of hoping that, that that this podcast can be a little bit of, of that resource for coaches that are maybe um, by themselves or been
1: doing it for a while and um, just to kind of to stir things up. By the way, friends, we took steel Like an Artist from Austin Cleon. Um, he's a great author. If you want to look that up and get familiarized with it yourself. Thanks, GK. So tell us, how does your background in dance education serve you today as a collegiate dance team coach? Wow. Um, well, I think, number one, it's really
0: helped me be a more rounded uh, professional in my field. Um, I do have experience, obviously grew up in a studio, um, went on to dance on a dance team in college, um, went forward to get a master's degree in education and an emphasis in dance to teach dance at the high school level, and then um, actually taught courses on how to teach dance to high school students at a couple different universities. And so having that experience all around has really given me, um, number one, just like a really broad spectrum of our art that we do. And um I don't know, just exposed me to a lot of different artists and a lot of different teachers and a lot of um, different styles of movement, which I think uh, helps keep things out of a rut and keeps things creative, um, and then just continues to inspire me as well uh, moving forward because dance can be kind of cyclical in style, and so something that was, you know, popular 10 years ago might be coming back or 20 or 25 years ago, and so having that, that long-standing um, experience in my pocket, I feel like has been really helpful in, um, in really, I don't know, being able to steal from myself, honestly, from the past. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I just, it's given me like a a really deep toolbox full of different areas. So some things that I would maybe do in a classroom and in a, in a classroom setting, there's times where it just makes sense in a team setting as well and vice versa. And so I think that that's helped me be very well-rounded. Additionally, I think it's really helped me be, um, build good community with other artists. So understanding concert dance and concert artists and having a real big respect for what they do, Mm -hmm. um, and to build relationships with dancers in that field so that, um, you know, we can really just kind of congratulate each other on each other's successes in our, in our seasons. Um, obviously right now I'm all dance team all the time. Um, however, that's not always been true and it may not always be true and, um, yeah, I think having experience in in a lot of different areas is just smart. It's just um, smart on um, how to be a good leader and a good coach and a good teacher to to my students and my athletes is is to provide them as much that I can soak up. that's gonna that's gonna really benefit them in the long run.
1: Thanks, GK. Um, I'm just going to add a few things here that I've seen from my perspective. And one of them is just, and I know she touched on it already, and we will definitely get way into the details um, in a later episode, but just the organizational piece and the way that GK directs the team and commands the room and puts together um, activities that are engaging and compelling, and it's in the way that she coaches her leaders and coaches whole team. But there's a lot of, there's just a lot of pieces um, that I can tell that like, I've just never seen in in a coach before that I think is really unique to GK. But I think a lot of it comes from um, having that experience in really educating and teaching and coaching. I know like a lot of the time, especially at the collegiate level, we expect these dancers to come in and know everything and um, be at a certain level. But she does a really great job of kind of getting everybody on the same page and and building something from the ground up and teaching fundamentals, and that's on the dance floor, but it's also in life and character. So those are just um, some additional things that I've seen and been a part of that have been really great, great to learn. Thanks, so. Madeline. <laughs> so tell us, in what ways has your leadership style evolved over your 20-plus years of coaching?
0: Ah, wow. Um, I think, I mean, from the start, there was a lot of energy and um, there's always been a desire to to do really well at what I do. However, when you're young and you don't know, like there can be a lot of guarded, um, you know, you just make a lot of guarded decisions because there's a fear of not doing it quote unquote correctly or looking good while doing it or doing it, um, being an expert And, and being an expert is that's silly. That's a silly statement. There's no such thing as perfect, right? So um, I think as far as leadership style goes, I've been able to really kind of open my heart, I feel like, a little bit more to accept feedback and be aware of what's going on around me. And that's been a, a lot of comfort, um, more comfortability once, once I feel comfortable in my position. And obviously, time um, is huge and experience is huge. And um, yeah, I think just… Being brave and stepping into it, and always trying to continue to grow myself and develop myself as a leader through a myriad of different ways, um, has really, I think, opened the door for more understanding of what leadership means. And um, yeah, I think I've, I think I'm still definitely got a lot of a lot of room to grow. And I'm, I'm, I'm on that path. I'm still reaching out to other veteran coaches to have them mentor me and walk me through this as well because I I don't ever want to stop. I want to I continue growing. And just a little side note, like I, growing up, my, um, my family are all teachers and we're all coaches and that's you know, the environment I grew up in. And um, I used to love watching my grandpa who was a basketball coach. I used to love watching his athletes stop by his house. I mean, they were all at that time like literally all old men, <laughs> right? So um, but watching these athletes like just wanting to go and like, hang out with my grandpa, even though they were no longer his athletes. I mean, they still were years and years later, and that had to do not with, obviously, with the skills they learned as basketball players, so much as, like, who he was in their lives, and um, that's always really stuck with me, and that's always been the thing I've been striving for, is to um, somebody be like him in that way, that my athletes want to come back, and they want to have, you know, a, a different type of relationship with me as well, but that's because I poured into them, and I cared about them during their time on, um, on the team, and that really is, that comes from a place of them needing to see me as a human as well. And that's when we're busy. That's that's sometimes really difficult to do when we're really task-oriented and have a lot on our plates. It is easy to come across as as inhuman in a way. And so you really do have to be, I feel like I have to be really intentional about being human with my athletes so that they can see my struggles as well and they can see my growth. Um, and being really honest and, and forthcoming in that way is great. And then also really just... Another way is really staying consistent. I think that's something that um, that's helped me become um, a veteran coach and helped me stick it out this long. I mean, looking back, I'm like, holy cow, this is not what I was going to do, you know, 21 years ago. This That was just, you know, like a part-time gig to get me through while my next step. And I just fell in love with it and kept doing it and kept growing in it and saw that, wow, this is really what I'm supposed to be doing. So um being consistent in that, in that, like, a drive for excellence for myself and out of my athletes, um, and then just really remaining really fair in my assessment of the situation, fair with myself and fair with them as well. I think that's something that I've, I've grown to understand is necessary um, as a coach. So, I don't know if that answered your question or not.
1: <laughs> it did. Thank you so much for sharing. I especially loved that story about your grandpa. That was so great. Um, I know you, you sort of already answered this one, but in case there's anything else, I'm going to ask it anyway. Who or what in your life has helped to facilitate your personal and professional growth?
0: Uh, yeah, so I, um, I'm really inspired by everyone around me. I love seeing um, strengths, even within my, my student leaders and getting to see their strengths and getting to borrow um, all of what they bring to the table too. That's been really, I think, a big motivator for me on continuing to grow as well as seeing their strengths and me wanting to um, continue to grow alongside of them. Um, I think there's also, there's a lot of resources like I mentioned earlier that has been, have been really beneficial to me over the past few years. Um, one is there's there's now been, um, the past few years specifically, there've been some conferences that have been available to dance team coaches through, um, through varsity, through NDCA. And um, that's been something that I've, been able to take advantage of, and that's huge. So not only am I learning like the education piece that comes along with the courses at those conferences, um, but also getting to connect with other coaches, like-minded coaches that are are also pushing and growing and interested in becoming better versions of themselves. And so that has been humongous. I've also, um, personal growth-wise, have been um, participating the past few years in um, some seminars, some personal growth seminars called uh, PSI seminars. And that's really also helped me push who I am outside of coaching as well. And if I'm growing in all aspects of my life, of course I'm going to continue growing as a coach because it's a huge part of who I am and obviously what I'm really passionate about. And I feel like I see my athletes and Madeline more than I see my family. (laughs) So, um, and that's just because I love what I do. Right. So, um, Continuing to pour into myself and take those chances and make those choices is, um, yeah, has been has been really great. And I've really loved um, those opportunities and what that has meant for my athletes, I think. Um, I think that's part of the trajectory of growth, right? Like if I'm continuing to grow, it makes zero sense if they would not be growing alongside um, with me as well. So we're all benefiting. I feel like we're all benefiting from my personal and professional
1: growth. So hopefully at this point in the episode, you guys get the feeling that we are way more about excellence than we are about perfection. It's just something that we talk about with each other and the team, Um, especially in a year like this, we are out here trying to do our best, y'all, and excellence is always coming over perfection. So with that being said, we are just trying to be as raw and real as possible with you, And hopefully that inspires some more of these real conversations. Um, And us getting a little bit out of our comfort zone and uncomfortable and doing something a little scary, maybe inspires you to do the same. So with all of that being said.
0: We just wanted to thank everybody for being here and listening to us today. We just think that um, if you're here, it's for a reason there's probably you know something on your heart that you want to continue um pushing and growing in and we want to be a part of that journey with you we want you along our our journey with us and um with this we hope you're able to see that this is like we're we're learning and we're (laughs) going through podcasts too so we've got some things we'd like to share however like doing something scary and getting uncomfortable and taking a step into something that is unknown um that's always going to be um, a little scary at first for for any of us. And um, that's the only way we can grow to get uncomfortable. There's, um, You know, like when you're (laughs) when you're a caterpillar in your (laughs) chrysalis and you're and you're trying to push your way out, it's going to take some work. Right. And that's where we're at. We're we're becoming caterpillars. We're pushing our ways our way out. And um, yeah, it's probably going to be a little uncomfortable and a little weird at first. And we just are happy to have you on our journey with us through this um, process. So. Couple other things we wanted to share with you are that um, we've we have an Instagram that we would love for you to follow us along and um, use that as a platform to give us some feedback. Number one, uh, we love that we're always we're always appreciative of feedback. And then number two is um, we would love to get some ideas from you as well. If there are different topics that you'd like some ideas on, or you'd like us to have conversations about or do a little bit of research on as well, we Mm -hmm. are really excited about that. And um, obviously, we've got a set of things that we want to continue growing in and teaching about and sharing with and growing through. However, um, that would be silly if it was just us. We want this to be um, about all of us. So please hop on, share your ideas as well. Um, Our username is dance underscore coach underscore playbook on Instagram. Follow us,
1: (laughs) like, subscribe.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, We appreciate you sticking out with us, and um, we're really excited about future episodes as well. So stay in contact, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. Thanks, everyone.